Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hello, everyone. This is Natalina, your host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Incredibly excited. We are going to be speaking with Michelle Polar. You may or may not have seen her on YouTube on her incredible TED Talk. She is a humorous and inspiring speaker. She's captivated audiences around the world. She's known for her 100 Days Without Fear project that she did where she did 100 days of stepping outside of her comfort zone. Again, her TED Talk is amazing. She talks about how to embrace authenticity, daring to fail, redefining fear. And today she's going to be talking with us about fear less and do more and how we can engage and do that in our personal lives. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It is such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start the show off by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us about yourself and what it is that you currently do? Sure. So I, well, my name is Michelle. I am originally from Venezuela. I moved to the U.S. like about 10 years ago, and my plan was to be a graphic designer when I moved here then it was to be an art director when I arrived here and I started studying here in the university and then I decided I wanted to be a brand strategist but then I went to school for branding and then suddenly everything changed I did a 100 day project focused on fear that basically changed my entire life and my career. And right now I am a motivational speaker, um, full time, um, also on YouTube and, you know, doing a bunch of other things and projects, but mainly traveling around the U S and around the world sometimes, which is nice, uh, speaking to audiences about how can they too overcome their fears and live a more courageous life. Okay, so talk to us a little bit more. So you you were uh, going to university and you decided to do this project 100 Days Without Fear. Where yes. where did that idea come from? Or, or I guess how did that transition into that project? So I moved to New York, which was my dream since I was very little. And once I was finally living there, I didn't feel like I was living my dream, even though I was in the city of my dreams. And it was because I was constantly trying to stay in my comfort zone. So it was like a real challenge for me trying to stay in my comfort zone in a city like New York, where there are so many opportunities and challenges, you know, and adventures going on at all times. And it was like this revelation where I realized that I was actually never going to achieve my goals and never going to actually feel like I'm living my own life unless I start facing my fears, which is something I never considered. Like I, for my entire life, for 26 years, I lived a very comfortable life and I thought that it was okay and that I was still achieving things, even though I was not getting too uncomfortable. 
But uh, at that point, at 26 years old, I said, this is it. I have to start facing my fears. So when I was doing a master's in branding at the School of Visual Arts, we all received this um, assignment where we had to choose one thing to do repeatedly for 100 days in a row. And that's when I thought this was a, a great opportunity for me to face my fears. Wow. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what that looked like. So what did you do for a hundred days? Did you, uh, was every day a new day? Did you have to create a hundred like mini challenges? What did that look like for you? So yes, I, I made a list of different 100 challenges that would get me outside of my comfort zone. Basically, it's not like, oh, I do have you know, 100 different fears. It's not like that, but it's 100 different ways to face my fears. So basically what I realized is that I only have in total seven different fears, but there are infinite ways to face them. So every single day I would wake up, look at my list and say, today I have time to do something during my lunchtime because I was working full-time in advertising and doing my master's in branding at the same time. So it was very challenging to, you know, find the time to actually face the fear and, and then to edit a video to upload to YouTube. So um, I would look at the list, say, okay, I'm busy during the day, but I have some time at night. Why don't we go do karaoke? And then I face my fear of singing in public. So we would choose the place where they had like a band, a stage, a crowd, and then I would face my fear that way. So it, it depends on the day, but basically every day a different challenge. So I got to ask you, out of the 100 different days, what, which challenge did you do that was just took the, took, the, took the trophy in regards to facing your fear, like the most difficult one for you? I think that one of the hardest ones for me was jumping from a high cliff into the water just because it's something that I avoided my entire childhood and even as an adult if I am if I'm in a situation where everybody's like oh yeah let's jump you know from this high point into the water I'd be like no thanks I'm fine here um so it's something that I never faced but I don't know I never even thought of facing and then by the end of the project I'm like what is the one fear I actually I've always been avoiding and, and I never even considered doing so. So I think that doing that one, like we went to a water park where I could safely face my fear without like hitting a rock or something. So I know that the only fear is just jumping. And that took me like hours to actually make the jump because I did skydiving, but that was easier because you're attached to someone. So that person makes the jump, like gives the step for you you don't have to think too much but in here it's like i actually have to keep the step and that's when i realize how hard it is and that's when it comes to physical fears and also emotional fears like giving the step yourself is the hardest part wow very 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 interesting so um i mean i guess this is a big question but i mean what came out of that for you what did you learn um what were you either able to figure out about yourself that now you're able to teach others i know you do this incredible ted talk um everybody definitely needs to check it out what um you know what was the outcome for you after 100 days wow so after 100 days my life changed in a way that is not um it's not only the way I, I approach my fears, but it's the way I approach my life in general. 
So now we try to take on challenges as much as possible. And I say we because it's me and my husband who his life also was pretty much uh, changed upside down just because of this project because I embarked on it. But then um, I became, you know, I, I was just a different person. I just wanted to keep challenging myself. And he was there. He's the first one to challenge me all the time. So now um, this became like our lifestyle. So that's the main thing. Like, it's not a project anymore. It's just a way of living life. So, for example, the way that we make decisions on our day-to-day is we have two options always, right? Which option is the scarier one? And that's the one that we choose because we know that behind a scary like option or a fear or a challenge, there is where we can find real opportunities. So that's how we live our life now. And when you, um, you know, when you do motivational speaking, and I, and I know you do a lot of motivational speaking, you know, what is it that you, what's your message that you want to get across after doing this 100-day project to so many people out there that are scared um, of failure, they're scared of, you know, um, going out of their comfort zone, you know, most people like to live in the comfortable zone of their life, you know, the comfortable genius area. You know, it's um, it can be difficult, like you said, in regards to the cliff, like taking you actually having to take that first step. Um, so what are some things that you, you know, say when you're doing these talks and you're educating people on, you know, daring to fail and, you know, you know, embracing fear, you know, as it comes with success and whatnot? So the main thing is I want to encourage people to make growth decisions. There is this amazing quote by Abraham Maslow that says you will either step forward into growth or you will step back into safety and when I saw that quote I was stunned by it because you think that when you're choosing safety like you're choosing the comfortable option you're just staying where you are but you're really actually going backwards right and as opposed to when you choose growth and and growth is the scarier option to choose from so if you like i was saying if you have two options in front of you always try to choose the one that will lead you to growth otherwise you're just moving backwards in life and what's the point on that right unless you're because also we learned that some people they just they're okay with um, just settling and being comfortable, but we realized that that's not who we are, and we thought we thought that's who we were. Um, we were living a very comfortable life before, where each of us we all had me and my husband. We had our, our stable jobs, and we had everything we thought we wanted, but we were not fulfilled. And that's when we realized that we wanted to live uh, a life outside of the comfort zone that can bring us so much more reward in our life and fulfillment, and that you can't find if you're staying in your comfort zone. Very interesting. Um, and it's so true. I know that um, one of the things that you talk about is Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, talk, can you talk to us a little bit about that between like our needs and you know how they motivate us, but they also limit us? Yeah, so um, as we were on trying to understand what are the things that uh, that we're so afraid of, right? I was trying to understand. I even had like a whole YouTube uh, series called WTF, Are We So Afraid Of? <laughs> and as we were doing all this research, what, what we realized is that Abraham Maslow used to say that our needs motivate us, and they definitely do. But what we came across is that our needs also limit us every single day of our life. So for example, our need to be liked by others, to fit in a community, um, that need is limiting 
our authenticity and limiting um, our choices so much. So we end up choosing things because we want to be liked, we want to be accepted, and we instead of choosing the things that are actually going to fulfill us and going to take us forward in our personal lives. And to me, that's so sad to see when people make choices based out of fear. And that's what I ask people around me when they tell me, I don't know what to do. I'm in between this and this. And I'm like, which uh, choice that you have is based on fear. Which one do you, if you choose that one, it's because you're responding to a fear that you have. And that's the one that I would say, never go with that option. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the big things that we uh, learned from Maslow <laughs> and from from all this research. Also, for example, our need to to feel good about ourselves prevent us from making decisions that may lead to failure. We're so afraid of failing because we don't want to hurt our own ego. So we don't take enough risks in life. So we're comfortable. We feel good with ourselves. But how far can we get? Right? Uh, just feeling good about ourselves and and. Yeah, there's not much that we can win out of that. So what would you say is, I guess, pivotal in it? Like, how do we embrace fear, right? Um, and, you, and when you talk about this a lot, you know, fear is, is pivotal. It goes hand in hand with success. Um, but you're right. There's so many people that are scared of failure. They're scared of fear and they almost, they almost want to ignore it and not deal with it. But how do we get to that place? Or what are some, I guess, tips that you have that have that where we can welcome fear, you know, like bring it on, bring on the fear and I can learn from it. I can grow from it and really embracing, um, you know, the mistakes that we make, the failures that we make in an effort to be better. Yeah, so what um, we came like this conclusion that kind of blew our mind is that the enemy of success is not failure, right? Everybody thinks that the, the opposite of, of success is failure, but the enemy is not really failure, it is comfort. Because every time we make a decision to stay in a comfort zone, it's a decision that goes against our our our, our possibility, our opportunity to be successful. Um, so because, for example, every time we're in a classroom and uh, or in a meeting and we have to suggest an idea, we just rather be comfortable and not suggest our idea because we're too afraid uh, to be rejected or ignored. So we're making a comfortable decision right there, and that's going to prevent us from achieving anything in life, right? We'll always be in a comfort zone. So the one tool that... Um, that we realize that it's really helpful is when you focus on the success on the reward instead of focusing on the risk that's when you're able to actually take action because the majority of the people are constantly thinking about the risks so you think okay if i raise my hand and i suggest an idea what if no one listens to me what if people reject my idea what if they make fun of me but we're rarely thinking about the best case scenario we're rarely thinking okay let me raise my hand because what if they love it what if they change the conversation according to what i said what if i add some value to this meeting by saying something so um my suggestion is to start thinking about the best that can happen instead of the worst that could happen like i, I i'm still in shock that the question we use as culture as human beings to uh, motivate other person to face a fear is oh what's the worst that can happen just go for it that question just brings all these negative thoughts into your mind before you're about to do something really scary so how that is that question going to help 
So what I'm trying to do is just change the question around. And I hope now, you know, in a few years from now, if everybody listens to this message, you start using the question, what's the best that can happen when you actually want to motivate someone to take action and, and mostly use it for yourself. So every time I'm about to make a, a decision that involves some sort of risk, now, instead of only focusing on the risk, because we do have to take those into account, of course, um, but I try to remind myself constantly of the reward. So, for example, I'm a motivational speaker, but I'm still afraid of speaking in public, which is one of my biggest fears before doing the project. And now I, I have just do it uh, weekly, but still, it is scary. So I, when I go on stage, instead of thinking, oh, my God, what if they hate it? What if they don't relate to it? What if they don't laugh? I try to switch the question around intentionally and I ask myself, what if I love it? What if I inspire them? What if someone in this audience actually face a fear um, and change their life because of me, because of what I'm saying? So those thoughts are the ones that uh, motivate me every time to take action. Michelle, that is such a brilliant point and I'm really glad that you that you brought that up. And you're absolutely right. A lot of times we think about, I don't want to say the negative, but you're right. We think about, you know, you know, what if this doesn't happen or what if I do this? And, and it's usually more on the on the negative side opposed to, well, what if I do really well? And then this yeah. can come out of it. You know, our brains usually don't do that. That's a really, really pivotal point. Thank you okay. for saying that. Um, I really, really love our conversation so far. And you've brought a lot um, to the table for our listeners and, and, and even me. I'm like, wow, just listening to you is very motivating. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Just a couple quick questions. Uh, keep you on your toes and have some fun. <laughs> can, you tell us, can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Yes, definitely. Uh, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I read that before I started my 100-day project, and so many things from that book just changed the way that I see life. For example, one, one specific thing that motivated me to start the project is one, one of the last pages in the book says something about not doing things for ourselves, but doing things for humanity. For example, they say that when, when we're about to create something like launch uh, an app, a project or something, we, we have the fear that we are telling the world that we want attention and that's why we're putting things out there. But really, it's not about the attention that we get. It's about what we're adding into the world. And we have that responsibility. What it says is if you're born an author, if you're born, you know, a scientist or, or a painter and you don't do the thing that you were born to do, you're taking away something from the world. And you're not only hurting yourself as a person by not doing those things, but you're actually hurting um, your your entire like world um, that you're preventing them from having that. So in that moment, when I read that, I was like, you know what? I'm not only doing, going to do this project for myself. I'm going to do it for the world. Because if someone sees my videos and they get inspired, then I'm changing another person's life. So I'm going to focus on that and take a little bit of like the pressure off myself. And, and that's what I did with that mentality. And it's exactly what happened. And what's one value, Michelle, that you've always stuck by throughout your journey? Something that's a non-negotiable for you. Well, a non-negotiable for me is that I'm very real and honest and transparent. That's like one of the things that describe me as a person. And, and I'm glad that is one of them because what happened is that 
by me facing my fears other in that way so genuine so so transparent and honest people were able to relate to me in another level because for example when you see other motivational speakers what happens is that they are on stage and they're delivering this message and they're seen like a figure that they know more than the rest than the people that are in the audience but what I try to do in my videos in my speeches everything that I do is I just bring myself down to the same level of the people and say hey I'm as scared as you are and the fact that I face 100 fears it doesn't make me fearless I'm actually pretty anxious person I still am and I'm still working on my fears so uh yeah being extremely and even my husband sometimes tell me like please don't be so honest and so transparent you're saying <laughs> things that they don't benefit you or like they hurt your image I'm like it's just who I am and and I embrace that and oh. it's my value I love that. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget, what would it be? Um, my golden nugget for humanity is to think about the best that can happen. <laughs> this is what I said already, but it's just, I think, the most powerful tool. And it's the one thing that motivates me to actually go and conquer my fears will, which will lead me to then achieve my goals and my dreams and live a life that you can only dream of. And that's the, I feel that's my life right now. So that's my advice. Um, and as you know, we're the company rise up for you. That's, um, you know, the podcast, that's what we, that's what we embrace. And we, and we try to get our message across rise up for you. What do you think about, or what comes to your mind when you hear that phrase rise up for you? Um, okay, I love that because I talk a lot about putting ourselves first. I know that other brands focus on putting everybody else first or uh, doing things for others. And it's not that I am selfish or I want to encourage people to be selfish, but I, I do feel that in order to uh, be uh, live a happier life, we have to first be selfish and we have to rise up, you know, ourselves first and then my my way of doing things is if I'm already where I want to be or at least as a little bit higher than I was before I want to help other people come with me so um, I don't want to be the only one in the top I just want to bring everybody that just serves it and that really wants it to be at, at my same, same level but I know that I have to first work on myself. Michelle, thank you again so much for joining us. It really has been an honor. Very, very excited to have you on the show and, and get to speak with you. Definitely after watching your TED Talk, like I said, I was like, oh, got to have her. <laughs> so thank you for your time. It's awesome. I'd love to know, um, how, do we, how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Because I'm sure there's quite a few people that you know, want to get in contact and learn more about you. Yeah, so definitely follow Hello Fears on um, Instagram. That's where I'm most active right now. And I'm sharing everything there, like from my day-to-day -day, um, courageous choices uh, to inspirational things and, and even um, value, well, uh, content that adds value to my life. I also put it out there. And then where I'm speaking next. And if you want to find out more about my speaking, then you can go to michellepolar.com. And then you will see everything you need to know is there. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. 
If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And, you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe for the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.